What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Hey, gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Indeed it is, John. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Thursday, November the 9th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 966 of the Brian Hank Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, while they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Listen, we've got a fun show for you today as we are pivoting from uh, from football to uh, basketball, especially here on the local level. I mean, maybe not so much on the NFL level or the college level where there are several weeks left, but definitely here on the local level. Every one of our, as we have uh, mentioned several times, every one of our local teams now out of the playoffs or didn't make the playoffs. So you know what that means? That means it's time for basketball. Uh, joining us here in just a few minutes, he'll be joining me here in our plush, well-lit, well-protected studio here on uh, Whitehall Drive. He's going to be the head basketball coach of those Parrot Academy Patriots. He is back again. Uh, he, t- he was away for a season. Now he's back again as Clay Harrell, uh, who is uh, rocketing his way up uh, Highway 58 right now to uh, get here. He's going to be joining us here for pretty much the entire first hour of today's show. Uh, man, we've got a lot to talk to him about. He's a big NASCAR guy, too. Uh, big NASCAR guy. Uh, he's obviously a, a basketball fan, a football fan. He's an assistant coach to uh, Matt Beeman over at uh, Arundel Parrot Academy on the football side. So, man, I think we'll play. we got a lot to talk to him about. We'll just say that. And he, I've got a, a little surprise game, that game we played with Richard on uh tuesday's show i think we're going to play that with him and see how well he does which team am i on nba edition i think that's going to be a lot of fun we'll do that with him and uh that's a he'll be with us like i said the entire first hour so pretty excited about that and then in our second hour he's the uh he usually comes in but he's got some uh stuff he's trying to take care of himself but he'll be joining us on the spence automotive guest line Jason Bryant, the WRNS sales executive to the stars. Uh, pretty excited to have him. Got a lot to talk to him about, too. Then we'll play the birthday game. And before you know it, uh, the show will be over. And I, I, you'll be like, oh, how did it go by so fast? Or, uh, yeah, that's what I always do. Hey, listen, uh, before we jump into anything, want to thank our good friends over at Lenore Community College. Uh, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over there for more than 65 years. LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, mentioned their names just a few moments ago. Thank you to Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, Jeannie Kennedy, uh, Catherine Pearson, Jessica Cruz, everybody, all the good folks over at Lenore Community College. We truly do appreciate them. We appreciate them uh, being a uh, sponsor of uh, the Brian Hanks Show since pretty much the beginning. They they are truly, truly good folks over there. Uh, but we let me tell you something. We love LCC. We love all our day one sponsors uh, like LCC and UNC Lenore Healthcare and Goico Office Automation, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, and Arendel Parrot Academy. Every single one of those uh, have been with us since we started this show. Almost Here's what's crazy. We are less than a month away from our four-year anniversary. 
We started this puppy on December 2nd, 2019, and uh, we'll have our four-year anniversary. And then on top of all that, the way it's timing out a little bit right now, and it's kind of neat, is, uh, you know, like I said, uh, when we started the show here a few moments ago, uh, today is, uh, this is episode 966. You know what that means. We're only 34 episodes away from our thousandth episode. And, uh, you know, we've celebrated the 100, the 250, the uh, 500th, the 750th, and then our 1,000th. Now, it depends. We, I, I've tried to do some math here and try to figure out exactly when that will happen. And it's really looking like it's going to be, uh, you know, you know, me and my boo, Linda, we're getting married. Uh, you know, she's executive producer to the show and everything. Uh, we're getting married uh, at the end of December, December 30th. And uh, then we're going to go on a honeymoon the week after that. And I got to tell you, it really looks like it's going to be uh, right around my birthday, which is awesome. Uh, uh, my birthday, you know, in case you're, uh, you know, you're wondering and you want to, you know, buy gifts and all that stuff, you know, hey, I, I don't worry about the gifts, cash, cash will be good. The same thing for uh, wedding gifts. I've had several people say, hey, where are you registered? No, 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 we're not registered. We will gladly, however, take your cash or uh, carnival gift cards. We, uh, in fact, paid for our, uh, took care of our, uh, oh my gosh, uh, our honeymoon, honeymoon. Why can I not think of the word honeymoon? Spence is because I was reading your, uh, your text. You sent me, dude, I don't take, Hey, Keith Spence giving me a hard time about vacation. He said, I take too much vacation. I, I know. Well, that's what I'm trying to tell him, but he said, I'd already beat a thousand episodes. If, uh, I didn't take so much vacation. <sighs> that's not true, dude. I, I, I work a lot, man. I don't work as hard as you do, but, uh, but it looks like my thousandth episode, Key Spence, you, you, you rat, uh, dude. You're not a rat, dude. You're the best dude in the world. But uh, it's going to be right around my birthday on January 12th, the way it's working out right now. Maybe a day or two. Now, if I don't take any more vacation between now and then, or if I don't have a sick day or something like that, then uh, I just think it's going to be neat. But we're going to have all kind of neat things. Like I said, our four-year anniversary coming up on December 2nd. It looks like our thousandth episode is going to fall somewhere that January 12th to, uh, I don't know, January 12th to January 15th or 16th window there. That's going to be really cool. Actually, it's going to fall right around the time of uh, the Brandon Ingram MLK Classic over at Kenston High School. Very, very excited about that. That's just right around the corner, too. Uh, so, anyway, uh, I don't even know what my whole point was in telling you that other than just I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, so, <laughs> now they're all piling on me uh greg clemens uh jumps in and says spence nailed it come on guys you know it's hard getting up every morning and doing this show and having you know having energy and and entertaining and stuff like that sometimes you need some time off i i'll agree the 17 day birthday or the 17 day birthday the 17 day vacation back in uh what july and august that might have been a little excessive I, i'll give you that one but, uh, I, but, but I got to take Linda on a honeymoon. So there you go. Okay. Uh, man, let's jump into, uh, today's show. Hey, I was talking about LCC tomorrow's guests. Uh, very excited about this as always, uh, Paul, <laughs> Hey, now Leo Lockhart joining in. Good Lord. Keith Spence, Greg Clemens, uh, the great Leo Lockhart. Come on guys. Y'all need to be kind. Okay. Uh, and ah, I see a coach pulling up here in front of the house here on uh, lovely Whitehall Drive too. That is awesome. Okay, uh, tomorrow's guest. I do want to preview this a little bit because it's going to be really cool. We are going to have right here in uh, the plush, well lit, well protected studio. We're going to have uh, Paul Whittington, obviously in our first hour. We'll we'll talk to him over the Spence Automotive guest line. But then in the second hour, the second edition of TGIF with IP. Put a pin in that. We'll talk a little bit more about that here in a moment. But from Lenore Community College, uh, head basketball coach Matt Grantham, and he is actually going to bring a couple of players with him too. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that's something we're going to try to do on a semi-regular basis this year. Maybe not every week, but at least every other week, have Coach Grantham in here as we're getting ready for LCC games. I know that will make you happy, Ricky Whaley. 
that will be a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, tomorrow's show, that's going to be, again, Paul Whittington in our first hour, TGIF with IP to kick off the second hour, maybe even towards the end of the first hour. I haven't decided yet because to have uh, Coach Grantham and a couple of players in here, uh, that's going to take up some time too, so that's going to be fun. Uh, man, we've already got like three of the five days next week already booked out. How about that? And then even Thanksgiving week, which is two weeks from now. Uh, in fact, how about that guys? Thanksgiving is two weeks from today. Uh, wrap your mind around that. That is, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun too, but, uh, but man, we've already got three days booked out next week too. So, uh, Hey, everybody wants to be on the show and it's, I'm very thankful for that. Uh, so, uh, big news. We announced it yesterday. Come on back, coach. Hey, wait, wait, look, 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 I got the goods on this morning. Uh, no, I'll tell you what, right there, right there. Uh, some big news. We announced it. Thank you. Executive producer, Linda Whittington. My dog's not, uh, you should have some headphones right down at your right knee. There you go. Uh, I want to get your response to this, uh, here, coach and, uh, joining me live here in our plush, well-lit, well-protected studio here on Whitehall drive, a Rendell Parrot Academy head basketball coach, Clay Harrell. How are you doing this morning, sir? Good, good. Um, can I tell you something? You made some good time from the time you messaged me and said, Hey, I'm passing Cutter Creek. You didn't break the speed limit or anything, um, did you, Coach? Not too bad. Not too bad. I uh, <laughs> even stopped at a uh, gas station got a little water. So oh, we're, we're we could have go. hooked you up with some water, Coach. Uh, that's not a problem. Uh, but uh, how about this? Some big news that uh, came out a couple of days ago. Uh, Winston-Salem State is going to be playing on NBA All-Star Weekend in the HBCU Classic in Indianapolis that Saturday, February 17th. What that means to us, I mean, it's awful. obviously it's awesome that Winston-Salem State is going to be playing that, but how about – Isaac Parsons is going to be playing in it. Jeremy Dixon's going to be playing in it for w or for Winston Salem State. And Amaji Dodd, you know, former uh, Green, Green Central, Central star too. All three of those. And uh, you want to go with me? I think I'm going up that weekend, Coach. I I I'd be down for it for sure. Um, definitely. You travel. You and your woman travel all over the place uh, to watch sports. So hey, what's one more? I'm thinking about driving though. I, I I looked at flights and everything, but you know, and I'm going to have to fly because. We've got uh, Kinston North Lenore the night before. Oh, wow. And I don't think I – and I think it's about an 11-hour drive, and I don't know if I want to do that game that night and then jump in the car and drive that's to t- Indianapolis. That's a, that's uh, anything over 10 hours is uh, is a tough one for sure. Is that is that your – what is your – because, again, you go everywhere, dude. Um, so my best friend, Eric Shipman, who is a assistant at Dean College up in Massachusetts, uh, he had his wedding up in uh, Massachusetts, uh, was it April or May? And we drove uh, from Wilson to uh, Boston in uh, one night. We left wow. at 4 o'clock on a Wednesday and got there at 4 a.m. on Thursday yeah, that's, morning. That's a straight-up 12-hour trip? Yep. yep. Dude, see, that's you. How old are you, Coach? 33. See, you're, you're one of those young pups, Coach. I mean, you can still do that. <laughs> I don't Let know. Let me tell you something. Uh, Scott and I, you know, Scott Winnington and I, I we went to uh, Baltimore for the first round playoff game, uh, whatever, uh, the Rangers versus, uh, the Orioles. I mean, I even bought a koozie and everything. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, and that was, we cut it in half though. I've got to wear a coach. I just can't do the, you know, the 10, 11 hour trips. Although that's not 10, 11 hours. That's only about five and a half, six hours, but still, uh, once you get above, above Baltimore and then you're hitting, you know, what Delaware and, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, and all that that gets you to Boston. I believe it or not, one. In fact, dude, one, dude, coach, uh, I saw. I got a great story for you. Uh, we did the I ninety five trip. Uh, this is when I lived in Charlotte. I was a big. I still am a big Celtics fan. It was the last year of the old Garden, and uh, we did that trip. Uh, drove up there. I, I was way too poor to uh, to fly at that time, so we drove up there and. Uh, Went to the game. It was like the sixth to the last game in Boston Celtics history at the Garden. That that whole season, I don't know if you remember or not. Now, this is – oh, God, dude. Were you even alive? I think this was 95. I was. How old were you? Five years old. Ah, there you go. At least you were five years old. But uh, all year long they had uh, honored Celtics, you know, legendary Celtics. Guess who they honored that game? Larry Bird. Cedric Maxwell. How about that? I had, uh, if I remember correctly, I had just graduated from UNC Charlotte. You know, he was a big UNC Charlotte guy. I didn't even know the city of Kinston existed back in 1995. Okay. 
So uh, we get there, and that's what, you know, our, our seats were way up in the rafters and everything, but it was so much fun, man. But they were honoring Cedric Maxwell that day at the game. He was one of the legendary Celtics, and it's all come together, it Coach. Has. And now here I am uh, in Kenston, the home of Cedric Maxwell. But, uh, man, we've got so much to talk, about, uh, talk to you about. I didn't Let me get a couple of nuggets of news here, and then we'll, we're, we're going to go full black. Do I have you till the top of the hour? Yes, sir. That Absolutely. is awesome. Very good. Uh, listen, uh, we were talking about uh, Isaac Parson, Winston-Salem State University. They will be playing again on uh, NBA All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis, Saturday, February the 17th in the HBCU Classic. See, Linda doesn't even know she's going yet. Linda, we're going to Indianapolis. But <laughs> she she tags along. I, but I got to ask you, though, your girl, she's a big sports fan too, though, right? I don't know if she is, but uh, she, she doesn't let me know she's not. So uh, she enjoys the Hurricanes, and we enjoy NASCAR together. And uh, uh, I would say that's about well, really the ECU football, oh, dude. Oh, cool. Well, that's where she went. We so saw you the other day when we were pulling out of the, the parking lot at the ECU well, you football parked, game. Uh, five spots down from where we park at. So we're right there on the same road as you. I did not realize that. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, like I said, uh, I, we're pulling out, which, by the way, you know what? That We'll add that to my list of things I want to talk to you about. But uh, that was a good game, man. It was. It was. Well, it was best they've looked at home, I guess. I mean, you can really throw out the Gardner-Webb game, I guess. But uh, I thought it was best they've looked all year. I mean, the week before, they were finally able to score some points. They just couldn't stop anybody. So, And know. then the next week, they, I you just can't couldn't score any points. It. But yeah. they did in the first quarter. Well, they man, scored they, 10 points and didn't score again. So. Could you believe they threw, what, on the first two downs? Yeah, I know. I know. Well, you know, it's, <gasps> And it worked. It did work. <laughs> yeah, it did work. But uh, uh, where'd you go to school? I went to Mount Olive. That's right. Mm-hmm. You are a Mount Olive guy. But uh, I guess since Mount Olive doesn't have football, you kind of adopt ECU. Is that what it is? Um, yeah, for her, yeah. And, I mean, I mean, I guess it's the closest thing we have. So, I mean, it's just been kind of you followed along and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, that's, that's sort of how I am, too. Uh, but, uh, man, again, a great game. Uh Anyway, we got all this other stuff we're going to get to. Uh, IP, WSSU, playing uh, in the HBCU Classic on NBA All-Star Weekend. Man, that was a lot of uh, uh, letters there. Uh, Saturday, February 17th. Now, this Saturday over at Kenston High School, Rochelle Middle School, and Holloway, uh, the Kenston girls basketball team is hosting a massive jamboree. I believe there's 12 or 13 teams that are coming in for that. So uh, visit those three schools. One ticket will buy. Uh, will get you into either one of the venues from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And uh, visit uh, Christopher Bradshaw's Facebook page. He's got a lot more information up about that, too. Uh, last night, let's get hometown heroes out of the way here. Uh, Brandon Ingram, the New Orleans Pelicans last night. Uh, they lost 122-101 to at Minnesota. The Pelicans fell to 4-4. Four and four. I just it hurts my heart, Coach. They can't get all three of them on the. They had all three of them on the court for the first two games of the season. They started two and zero. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and did pretty well. Now uh, they've lost four of the last six. But Brandon did play last night. But Zion doesn't play, and McCollum doesn't play last night. Did you watch any of it? No, I really didn't. I didn't get home from practice until uh, 9.30, 9.45. And oh, by that good. time, I, I – It was almost over at that point, yeah. Yeah, I try to keep up with it and look at the box scores usually the night of um, before I go to bed as yeah. far as just NBA stuff that interests me. Yeah. So, but that Do you follow Brandon me. and Reg, Reg, well, Reggie Bullock Jr., by the way? Have you noticed that? I have noticed the junior on the end, yeah. Uh, but they beat the Lakers last night, did they Yes, not? they did. Yeah. We're going to get to that here in a second. But, uh, but back to just Brandon and Zion and McCollum, it just – I don't get it. I mean, and it is, it's, I mean, it's legit injuries. I mean, he's dealing with knee tendonitis right now, I guess Mm -hmm. BI is. And, uh, how good in your opinion is that you're an NBA fan, by the way, man, we're going to play, which team am I on with you here in a little bit? Did you hear it the other day? I did not. Good. That makes it even better. (laughs) Cause if you did, I was going to have to come up with some new players, but Richard Clark, you know, our Tuesday guest, uh, you've seen when Barkley does it on TNT, right? Yes, I have. It's sort of like that. I'm going to name a player who is on an NBA team, and you've got to guess which team he's on. Okay. All right. You feel pretty good? I do. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see how you do. Richard got seven of the ten. Okay. Right. And these are hard. These are – anyway. Anyway, we'll, we're going to be doing that in this hour. I'm trying to set you up here. What is all? We're going to talk about 19 things and try to get it all in before the top of the hour. But, uh, but uh, how good, in your opinion, would the Pelicans be – I mean, are they a contender? Are they uh, 
solid playoff performer if if all three of them play and don't get it twisted i know they're not going to play 82 games that's already way out the window anyway but if they could play 70 games together how good would the pelicans be i think they have i think they'd be a, a playoff team in inside that top uh seven okay I mean, but the, i think the west is going to be good i think 45 wins is probably the threshold for that seven seed i think i wow. think i think it's going to be that that type of stuff because oklahoma city's really good um and and, and obviously uh uh, Minnesota beat uh, the Nuggets, and their only team that's beaten the Nuggets, so that's kind of impressive. And the Celtics. Yep. So I mean, they're good. And, yeah. And, um. So I mean, it's, it's. I think really the big thing is 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 the health of those two guys, and, and I think Zion, you just never know, and I think Brandon is probably a little bit more of a shoe in more so than Zion, but I think I think they could be a top seven team for sure if they can get it all together. But if they played seventy games together, that's the that's the big thing though. Yeah. Nobody does that anymore, and you know. And it, well, you're you're a generation younger than me, actually, probably two generations younger than me. But I just remember, I, can can I put my old man hat on for a second? Yes, sir. Coach, I remember the good old days, man. When I mean, you didn't miss a game unless you were on death's bed, and I mean that there was none of this, uh, you know, resting you to, you know, because your knee hurt a little bit. And I'm not denigrating anybody. I mean, listen, we both know Brandon pretty well, and. Let me tell you something. If he's out of a game, it's legit. I mean, that means he's hurt. He is old school in that way. I'm looking at uh, other players, you know, that if, you know, they're a little bit sore or, you know, maybe they got out of bed wrong that morning or whatever, they don't play a game. I mean, I go back to the days of Stack. I mean, man, Stack wouldn't miss a game unless he was missing an appendage. Okay, and I just I miss those days. Yes, sir. Well, the Clippers have a lot of those guys that do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your team? Uh, the Wizards, which is probably awful, but the Wizards. The Wizards are really your – Yep. Congratulations. You might be – Ah, you like my Stackhouse uh, Wizards I jersey? Do. I do. I do. You might be the first uh, Wizards fan that – a legit Wizards yep. fan I know. Well, we had some when John Wall was, you know, yep. was playing for yep. him. But, uh, dude, good for you, man. Yep. I mean, and you you still – Yep, yep, still do. Um, good for you. Let's put it this way. I've I've watched them – when I, especially when the season started, we weren't practicing and stuff. Uh, I'd watch them every night. But I mean, they're bad, but they're enjoyable. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite Wiz? Uh, right now, it's Trey, uh, Tyus Jones, which he was my favorite Duke player of all time. So yeah. he's probably he's up there for me right now. Congratulations, dude! You might be the only uh, Wizards fan that I know right now. Like I said, when uh, John was there, you know, my former boss for the Holiday Invitation. You know, I'm not doing the Holiday Invitation anymore, right? I did not. No. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Last year, I decided, dude, I had done it 15 years as a media director. Now I'm helping out. Junius was supposed to take over for me, and yeah, obviously, obviously you know all yeah. the sad news of that. So I'm helping him out a little bit right now. But uh, in fact, dude, we're getting married on December 30th. Oh wow! Yeah, I knew it was I, coming up. Yep. Yeah, December 30th. The last day, well, but the last day of the holiday invitational. Yep, yep. yep so, uh, yeah, we're uh, – so I've, I've really bought into I'm not going to be there this yeah. year to do it. But uh, but uh, John is a, a good guy. And I, I've got a John Wall jersey here somewhere. Maybe I need to give it to you, dude. I've got a John Wall Wizards jersey, dude. I, I've got several, but I'll take oh, another dude. one. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but uh, I just – I uh, again – a Washington Wizards fan. You've been to a game there? I've been to a lot of games there. Have you? Well, it's the closest to me, and I guess this is why I like that they're closer to us yeah. than anything because we can hop on 95 and get there in five hours or so. Really, traffic depends on it. Um, yeah. But I played AAU against John back in the day. Like, I mean, it was not like anything. What was that like? Okay, I mean, I, okay. let's put it – I mean, we got beat by 100, but, I mean, it's yeah. one of those deals of, like – when you when you see it and you, you kind of – you're you're because he was really the same age as I was. Yeah. So it was like one of those deals of – you know, it's kind of like you see it, and you, and it's just, it's just unbelievable. And you kind of knew at that point, like this is a little different. And obviously, it's, it worked out for him really well. So. Well, uh, considering what I saw a, a meme or not a meme, but like a graphic the other day that showed he's played something I don't even know, sixty games in the last four years, mm-hmm. but made one hundred seventy million dollars. I think I'd take that. <laughs> <laughs> I take. One point seven million dollars for that, not just a hundred cent, and not a not his fault, obviously. But and if I he's not even in the league right now, is he? Isn't he? I don't think so. I think he's waiting to sign with somebody. I, I think he's had a couple of uh, mid level type stuff mm-hmm. where people have tried to uh, to uh, you know get him to play for him. <sighs> what could he have been without the injuries, dude? Well, I think he had a tough 
couple stretch there. You know, I mean, you had the, the knee stuff, the shin stuff, and then obviously the, the Achilles. I mean, Achilles has gotten to a point where it is um, – and my dog's making weird noises here. Not everybody comes back from the Achilles the same way. Yeah. And uh, that's just kind of the unfortunate news there. Yeah. No, absolutely. And we've seen that. Hold on. I'm uh, I'm getting up with our executive producer here to come get Molly right now. I don't know what. You all right over there, baby girl? <laughs> don't you love live radio? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my dog in the morning. Yeah. How old's your dog? Uh, Mountain is... Whoa, if I don't get this right, I'm going to get killed. I think he's seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think he's seven. She's about to be 14, dude. Yeah, she, she's up there. And uh, just like me, it takes her a minute or two to get up, you know, when she uh, gets up and all that. But, uh, okay. Good Lord, we're all over the place here. Uh, Brandon last night, like I said, uh, 20, I don't think I told you, he, they lost 122 to 101 at Minnesota. You're right. A very good Timberwolves team. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and uh, he had uh, blah, 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 24 points, three rebounds, six assists in 32 minutes. Uh, Reggie last night, uh, they beat the L.A. Lakers, like you said, at home. That's their fourth win in a row. They started 0-3, and I was like, man, Houston's going to be uh, – Yeah, I Oh, a great coach, yeah, former coach. Celtics coach, coach. Uh, who uh, should still probably be there if he hadn't have made <laughs> well, some. Well, you know. Yeah, 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 we won't go down that road. But they won last night against the Lakers, 122-97. to uh, Reggie ended up, uh, he came off the bench. He played 12 minutes. He had three points, a rebound, and an assist in that time. Here is what is neat uh, this Friday night, tomorrow night. Did you know the Pelicans and the Rockets play each other uh, tomorrow night in Houston? Play-in tournament, correct? Yep, yep, it's a play. Look at you. Again, one of the 19 things I want to talk to you about. Well, let me just tell you that. They play uh, Brandon and the Pelicans tomorrow night, first game of the play-in tournament, then they're home versus Denver uh, Sunday at seven. What do you think about the playing term? Are you are you bought in? Do you do you understand it? I mean, the courts are crazy, right? I mean, it yeah. just like blows your mind. Um, I need to see the dates, especially that final four. I think it's in December. If mm-hmm. we're not, hopefully, maybe we're out of school. I, like I said, I haven't looked. That might be something we look into doing probably in December. I hadn't even brought it Going up. Going to Taylor Vegas? Yet. Yeah, I love Vegas. Love it, and I think it'd be awesome to kind of just be a part of like the first one. Um, so we we might have to do it. That would be pretty awesome. I wonder how tickets are, how hard it would be. I didn't even look at dates or anything, but it's it's on my mind. It's on my, I guess, my calendar of things that I would like to do. Dude, that is awesome, man. Well, if you go, uh, if you go, let me, well, you know what? I can't, man. I'm getting married at the end of December. We were going to originally, uh, we were going on our honeymoon there, and then just yesterday, talk about taking a U-turn. We were talking, and uh, we just, out of the blue, decided we're going on a cruise for our honeymoon. <laughs> okay. So we decided to do that instead of Vegas. Uh, <laughs> I love Vegas, dude. You know, we were just there a couple of weeks yep. ago. Uh, Jonathan and I were to go see you too. And, uh, dude, there's nothing cooler to me than sitting in a sports book, watching a game, a cold beverage to your right, your tickets in your hand, you know, with all your parlays and everything, looking up at the TV screens and you got somebody to the left of you that just won $5,000, you know, and is giddy. Then you got the person to your right that's ripping up their tickets and, are you a sports better much or um yeah i, I probably well yeah yeah we're we're, we're in there yeah <laughs> we're in there you um, do pretty well or uh we do okay i'd say uh i probably about 53 54 it's not bad dude that's not bad at all yeah, it's not bad well, some days are better money. that means yeah. you're making money or at least breaking even yeah, if you're 53 or 54 yeah oh, look at you you know sports betting's coming to north carolina it's january 1st january. right yep yep the hurricanes are building uh one in the arena and one outside the arena yep so that'd be awesome do you go to backyard bistro when you go to no sir okay Never been. oh well you need to do it uh before uh what it's november 9th so sometime the next seven weeks that's that restaurant that's right across mm-hmm. from uh from uh pnc arena and I mean, I've been going there for years, and I believe that's the place where they're going to convert it into mm. a uh, like a. I was about to say a betting parlor, but I guess that's basically what's going to be. I mean, you'll be able to get food and stuff still there, or still get food and stuff there. But they are uh, they're going to turn it into a betting parlor. So uh, I'm excited about this, yep. dude. I mean, I think I don't know if it's going to generate as much income as they think it's going to. I don't think it's going to be. Oh, it's not going to be anything like the education lottery, mm-hmm. you know that brings in billions of dollars but i think it's going to be a pretty good thing and it's going to be neat to be able to pick up our phone on a sunday afternoon or your laptop in your lap while you're watching football and you know 
throw some bets out there into the ether and see how well you do. Yeah, you know? it'd be a lot more accessible for yeah. sure. I think that is probably the big thing instead uh-huh. of what what we have to go through now if we won't do it in the state. It's a little more difficult, but it's not too difficult. But it'd be a lot easier just to pull up an app. I can look at it live. I can bet on like first pitch strike, next mm-hmm. pitch, whatever. I mean that, and, and that's we can't really do that. So that'd be awesome. Well, I found out something the hard way. I did a parlay when we were up in D.C. watching uh, Nationals. And I, I did like a four-part parlay. But one of them was that a guy would get four – would advance four bases during the game. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So, I didn't even realize this. So, I, dude, I don't even remember the rest of it. I hit on all other three legs of my parlay. That one, the guy walked. He stole second mm-hmm. and won it bad. Then uh, he walked and another appearance, he did something. Then he singled. Dude, I mean, I the way I edited it up, he had like seven bases. They don't count walks, though. Oh, well, they always win, you know. <laughs> oh, dude, and I was excited. I think I put, uh, I put about, I don't remember, maybe 25 jelly beans on that one. But the payoff was going to be about 175 jelly beans. And you see, we don't talk dollars. And so, well, I guess we can. We are bet on the bull.com. So, I mean, I guess I should be able to talk about it. But uh, so I'm giddy. I'm like, man, I, you know, I'm going to win 175. Uh, it, it didn't pay out because walks don't walks count don't and, count. and uh, bases advance. So I ended up three on a bet that was supposed to be four. Wow. And I love it. Well, they You're, keep building casinos out there, so somebody's going to win it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody, <laughs> they took my $25. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it is what it is. Hey, uh, let's get you caught up on uh, Hometown Heroes with the uh, other players in our neck of the woods. Damian Dunn in Houston. Uh, he had a good night the other night. I don't know if you saw that. At 18 points in only 17 minutes, he had uh, three rebounds and a steal. They are back at home Saturday versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Uh, Trez and the Georgetown Hoyas. I actually watched some of that game, dude. He looked really good, man. 15 points, uh, 10 rebounds and assistance. Still, hey, you're a Duke guy, Mm -hmm. right? So you're like me. I'm not a Carolina guy at all. But uh, it just, to me, and especially, and I know that they were taking on a Division III team and all that. uh, LeMoyne, I Mm -hmm. think. It's their first year Division I. Oh, their first year Division I. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, this is awesome. Dude. You, I feel like I'm sitting here talking to Scott. Scott knows all this stuff, too. <laughs> nah, he's he got me. <laughs> no, Scott knows his stuff, man. But uh, I just say he was just criminally underused last year in Chapel Hill, wasn't well, he? I think confidence is a big deal. And I think – well, I love Ed Cooley. Beside, him and Kelvin are my two favorite coaches in, co- in college basketball. Okay. John, John's up there, but, like, those two guys do things the way that, that I do things with my guys. Like, we, we they, they have the same beliefs and core values that I do. So uh-huh. – um, and I think those two guys get the most out of their guys, and I think they make, and I think they empower them. But at the same time, obviously, they hold them accountable. And I think maybe you just need somebody to believe in you. And you might, you might just need a different role as well. Yeah. And it might just be your game has to change a little bit, and it's got you know, there's different ways to do things, and and maybe that's just what he needed a change of scenery and just kind of getting out of the, the shadow of maybe from being at home and playing at UNC and just just kind of making his own path. You know, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I hope he is so successful this year. And I hope he, again, I'm an anti-Carolina guy anyway. So, uh, I mean, I wanted him to don't get it twisted. This is what I told him. This is what I told Reggie when Reggie was at Carolina. I hope you go in there and score 40 points a game and, you know, a triple double every other night, but you lose all your games. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, it does my heart good to see him doing well. Uh, Jerry and uh, Vanderbilt, though, did you see any of that game the other night? Uh, they so lost. My assistant coach at Mount Olive coaches for Presbyterian. So, uh, oh, <laughs> I was aware that they beat them. Yeah. I oh, you had to be giddy with that then. Yeah. 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 Well, congratulations to them. A bad loss for uh, Jerry and Vanderbilt, but a 68 62 the other night against Presbyterian. And then. Again, like I said, in, on tomorrow's show, uh, Isaac Parson, he'll be here with TGIF for the IP, which he does every Friday here on the Brian Hanks Show. But he, Jeremy, and Amaji Dodd, they open their season Friday in Institute West Virginia versus West Virginia State University. They play Saturday at 2 against Davidson Elkins College. So there you go. We got all that knocked out. Let me tell you real quick about uh, Spence Automotive. It's where I get my car service. It's where you should go to, located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building. Next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lot, Spence Automotive is owned by local sports writing legend Keith Spence, one of the good guys 
and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service. When you need new tires, tell him the Brian Hanks Show sent you. And again, thank you, Spence, for uh, being one of our day one sponsors. Man, I feel like I've done all the talking here. I think I'm going to sit back here for a minute, and uh, we're uh, blessed, honored to have uh, Parrot Academy head basketball coach Clay Harrell joining us here on the show this morning. And uh, first off, practice now underway for you and your Patriots. Well, first off, before we even get into that, I know we had you on here a couple weeks ago uh, when you stopped by just for a moment, but you're back. Mm-hmm. You were gone for a year, yes, sir. even though it felt like it was two or three years. Okay. I mean, I mean, when you told me that that morning that it was one year, I think I even had in my notes gone for two seasons back. That was a, it was a long, it was a long season last year that, uh, without you here, coach. Uh, I, well, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're somewhere else and you're in the, in the weeds of everything, I mean, you really kind of lose sight of everybody else and you kind of worry about what you got going on yeah. in your plan. Um, so to be honest with you, I don't really know a lot that what happened last year. Yeah. I mean, I do, you know, some from from talking to Coach Beeman and Coach Kravitz and things like that. But, you know, that's just – but it does feel like forever. I mean, yeah. a year changes a lot, and I think uh, I think we're learning that. And I think uh, – I mean, it was a tough year for me as well. So, I mean, I think it was one of those deals of, uh, you know, a year changes a lot, and a lot can happen in a year, and things just kind of find themselves back the way they should be. And well, I think – which why did you leave i mean uh, i know we had you on the show when you decided to leave but uh tell us a little bit about that and what you did for a year well i think for uh for me um i was dealing with a lot of uh health issues and i've had two hip surgeries since so we're uh we're we're getting we're getting down the road here um and and be honest with you it was nice to be home um can't can't complain about that And, and and the goal was always to try to be a head coach in wilson and Went back, and we had a good year. I mean, well, I say that. We won, we won four games. But I thought we were on the right path, and I thought we were doing things the way we needed to do them. I think guys are really buying in. We had a guy go play at Barton who literally was everything that we wanted. We just couldn't put it all together for four quarters most nights. But we could put it together for a couple quarters, and we looked really good. But And we'd practice really well. So, I mean, it was one of those deals of that. And, on, and one of the reasons I just – I really probably felt like I needed to go home. To see if see if this was really what I wanted, um, and it and it was okay. But then I realized, you know, in order to make a living in this, you got to teach a little bit. You got to you kind of got to have a, a livelihood, and, and and teaching history in a, in a in a classroom setting for me for ninety minutes, three periods a day was just not it. So, yeah. um, and then you know, Coach Beam and Coach Kravitz really uh, put the full court press on, and here I sit again. That is awesome. When they come to you and say, "Hey, we want you to come back," what did that mean to you? Uh, means a lot because I think over the four years that I was there the first time around, um, I, I don't think there were many days that I didn't try to make someone better or didn't try to put everything or my all into the job, whether it was basketball, weightlifting, football, whatever it might have been that I was a part of. I, I tried to give everything I had to it, and I tried to motivate kids along the way. Um, I try to shoot them straight. I'm not always fair. I'm, I'm, I am fair, but I'm not always telling them what they want to hear. And, and I think that really, that really kind of bought in with them. And they, they knew that I was with them every single step of the way, that I was asking them to do stuff that I was doing myself and that I have done. You know, And, and, it, and I think we really built a bond and a good relationship with that. And I, and I think they know that maybe that, 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 was where, um, that was the way we needed to go. So I think it was one of those things that uh, – you got two guys like that that have done a lot for you, and both of them have done tremendous things for me. It, it, you you just kind of figure it out, and you and you you try to make it work. And that, that's very old school in that way. I mean, a lot of times, new coaches, and I consider you you're you're a young coach. I mean, they kind of bend their will to the players' will, and it's it's kind of refreshing here in 2023 to hear a coach say, "Hey, I'm going to tell you stuff you don't want to hear." I mean, I'll give you a good Perry Tindall's that way. Perry will tell kids what, you know, what they need to hear, not necessarily what they want to hear. And to hear you doing that too, that's, that's, that's pretty refreshing. How good is this conference this year? Uh, good. <laughs> Very good. Um, I knew last year was the first year of the new one, yep. um, but yep. this year they added Coastal and Cape Fear, which uh, for basketball reasons does not really help. But uh, it'll be challenging. But, I mean, you know, Cape Fear is always going to be in that, that final four, final, you know, final conversation for state championship stuff. Um, Wayne Country Day is obviously really strong. You know, I know Coach Davis really well. Um, he's one of my friends. 
Obviously, Rob Sauter in Greenfield. I mean, he got who? A, no, I'm joking. <laughs> he, he's a big. You know, he's a South of North graduate. I know. I yeah. know. He's actually Coach Kravitz's uh, uh, brother-in-law. <laughs> I'm not sure I knew that. Small world, uh, but he's got a Division One guard. Um, he's got a bunch of good players. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the three. Those are the three. The Raleigh schools. We don't have any of those anymore. So really? basically, basically, it now runs um, Wayne Country Day, Greenfield, Epiphany. Uh, Cape Fear, Coastal, there's eight of us. Yeah. Oh, hold now. <laughs> Wayne Christian, who's going to be strong yeah. in us, yeah. Very good, very good. Well, let's talk about some of the players on your team this year. Uh, uh, who can we expect to see uh, doing very well this year uh, over at Parrot Academy? Well, our second leading scorer from 20, ooh, 2021, 2020, 2020, 2020, 2021, Asher Lowry, as a sophomore, he's back playing this senior year. Okay. Um, so he's going to be – a very big and integral part of what we're trying to do. I think he is uh, every coach's dream. I mean, he shows up every day, tries to make everybody around him better, and brings great energy and enthusiasm to practice. I mean, when he walks in the gym, you're like, all right, it's going to be a good day. Mm -hmm. um, Fletcher Jones, who's a big 6'8 kid we had, who played for me as a freshman, who played, I would say, sparingly, and he had moments and things like that. Um, he should take another step this year. I think we're going to really get him on the right path, and I think – we got an Italian kid, an exchange student, Giorgio Paravinci. Well, I'll say I, that again. Giorgio Paravinci. Okay. I, I, I wanted to hear you do it. I was about to say, I wanted to hear you do it in an Italian. Yeah. Giorgio Paravinci. Um, I might have butchered his last name. But he's a, <laughs> he is a great kid. Um, yeah. he is just what year a, is he? He's a senior. Okay. So we've only got him for one year. But uh, since he's come in, he came in about a week or two before school, and he's been fantastic. I mean, he's smart. He knows the game. I mean, he, he – you know, in – what he calls in Italy, his his school schedule is basically like three or four hours of school and the rest is training. And you can tell in the way he plays. I mean, wow. he's really smart. He knows where to go, how to do things. And How big is he? What position? He's like 6'1". He's a guard. I mean, we got we got some decent size this year. I would say we're, we we don't have many guys, on the start, at least in the starting five, that I see probably being under six foot. So wow. our shortest guy might be 5'11", 6 foot. So we'll be big. I mean, tall. I don't know about big, but we'll be tall, and I think we should be able to run. And I think – we got some really good senior leadership with Connor Wolfel and William Corey and Asher, and then Jeremy Snipes from football is going to be with us as well. And he'll help. He'll bring some toughness and some physicality and stuff that we need. And I think uh, we got a freshman, and I think he's got a chance to be really good. So uh, What's his name? Chase Jones. His okay. brother Caleb Jones just opened Catch 22 down here, uh, the seafood restaurant down there about the other side of the plaza. He actually played at Parrot for Dory, and he was there okay. for four years. And his brother Christian Jones went there as well. So I, I think I think we've got a really good chance to be pretty special this year. I really do. That's awesome, man. Can't wait to see it. Uh, that voice you're listening to again, Parrot Academy head basketball coach uh, Clay Harrell joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show as we are talking about uh, – right now we're talking about Parrot Academy. Now, you just did the transition from being a football coach over to basketball. Uh, how how do you balance that? I mean, you don't see that a whole, you really don't see that a whole lot anymore. I mean, maybe back in the day, back when you had three coaches at a school, essentially, you would see you know all the coaches doing that. But how do you balance that from being you know on a football sideline to now being uh, the head basketball coach? I I, I guess it's just uh, repetition because I've done it all the time now. You know, there's yeah. not been many years that it's just been. You know, just, hey, we're just doing basketball. Yeah. Or, hey, we're just doing football. I mean, every time ever since I – well, I would say when I started in 2014 when I was the assistant uh, at Bettingfield, I would say the first four years it was all just basketball. Mm -hmm. And then when I got here, I kind of was just helping out with football for a year. And then the next year I know I'm, I'm in it and we're, and we're rolling. But I was just a JV coach then. And I would say the last two years when I was head coach and doing football, it, it you know, you practice three to five for football. Yeah. And then you kind of get like 10 or 15 minutes, get your stuff together, and you go practice from 530 to 7. And that's just what you do. I mean, because you can't not practice, you know. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, my responsibility is to make sure that varsity basketball team is going to get it done. So uh, it, it's a challenge, but at the same time, it just feels like riding a bike for me. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying it's easy. I'm not sitting here saying that I'm not tired a lot of days or any of that. But uh, Ah, but you're a young man, though, well, Coach. Yeah, well. Depends, um, <laughs> but no, I think it's uh, it's a challenge, but it's rewarding at the same time because yeah. I mean a lot of those, a lot of our kids, I wouldn't say a lot of football kids play basketball, but in the past we've had some, but at the same time, 
this mentality between football and basketball, we, me and me and Coach Beeman have, have kind of talked about it. We kind of want it to blend together. You know, he he's got his his family, hard work, and you know, discipline and all that kind of stuff. And and I'm along the same lines. You know, I, I'm his thing is family. Mine's going to be work. So I mean, ours is just going to be one of those deals of trying to make sure we're the, we're the most conditioned, hard playing team, and making sure we're the most mentally tough team. And I think uh, the the parallel between between the two will hopefully be a little bit closer. I see Matt from uh, the media point of view, obviously, and I just admire him, think the world of him. I really do, and I know you do too, but I want to get to that here in a second. But, you know, and you talk to other coaches about him. They have a great respect for him. We had, what, Cade Mixon on. We've had uh, your quarterback, Sanderson. Sanderson, right? Mm -hmm. Caleb Sanderson. And uh, even uh, Jalen Solomon talking about him too. So it's been kind of neat getting that perspective of Coach Beeman from the player's point of view. What is it like being on a on the same sideline as him and being, you know, uh, what have you learned from Matt Beeman? I mean, like I said, a four-time state championship winning coach in football. That doesn't even count softball. Three-time runner-up in uh, football, too. Uh, what, what makes Matt Beeman special? How hard he works and how when we come up short, we tend to come back better and we work harder. Like yeah. we figure out what didn't work, what, what and he just makes the adjustments and he he's going to figure out how can we get better and he'll he'll go to every extent to make sure that happens. And I think the biggest thing that Matt has, you know, has helped me with is how to be a head coach. Um, you know, everybody, you know, it's a hard job and it's one of those things that he's helped me. It's obviously two different sports, but at the same time he's kind of helped me with just kind of the basic fundamentals of like this is how things have to be. You know, you have to be organized, which I mean, you know, being organized, making sure everything runs smoothly, making sure, you know, you never are not confident going into anything. You prepare just like you're a player, and you probably over-prepare just because you want to be making sure everything is, is running the same way it should. And I, and I would think, you know, working with Matt every day has is, is just made me better, and I think that's the biggest thing with, with being around Matt is he makes you better. If, you, if, you, if you're not better, you, you might not be around very long because, I mean, he's just got that natural ability to – to rub off on you and a nominally of a season this year his first non-winning non you know well you finished five and five you guys mm -hmm. finished five and five this year since his very first year back in 2012 uh, i think they went four and six that year is it I, part of it it seems to me as someone who we've covered a lot of your games over the past few years you know on the radio side and even before that when i was in newspapers it just the thing that stands out to me coach is that it looks like the rest of the league is catching up to y'all. I mean, Parrot has been that, and they still are. Don't get it twisted. I'm not denigrating Utah. I love Parrot Academy. They're not. It seems like the rest of the league and the rest of the eight-man teams are catching up to Parrot Academy. Uh, I don't know if you guys have even dropped off any. I think it's just the mean, uh, what, what is it they say? Uh, bear in mind, I'm not, a, I'm not a very smart man, Coach Harold. but oh. what are the mean catching up to the, or the ends catching up to the mean, something like that. But it does seem like I know talking to Coach uh, as we do every week here on our pregame show, he said that there were seven teams capable of winning the state championship this year, which we've never seen that before. Is that what you're seeing too? Just yeah, I think the, the other teams, teams catching up. Yeah, I think the four teams tonight, any one of those four could win. I mean, yeah. you could have told us we could have won. I think John Paul could have had a chance to win. And as they're well. out of it. And they're out. They lost to yeah. Rocky Mount, and and we didn't know much about Halifax, but everybody seems to think Halifax is the real deal, and and it might be. Um, so, but my thing is, I think everybody saw or everybody kind of got the idea of how hard we were working and what we were doing, how we, you know, we're starting in March and we're working out all summer, three, four days a week. And, and now everybody's kind of just decided that's what they're going to do. And, and I think it makes a difference. And I think the eight man football thing, it, it's really taken off probably over the last two or three years. I think a lot of schools are bringing it in or trying to amplify it up and trying to, you know, make it be you know it is football in the, the day like coach always says it is football and at the same time people are going to come watch football right yeah. and and if you got football you can bring kids into your school and i think that helps and i think the growth of the game almost automatically is 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 obviously good but i think um i i would say they'd caught up but at the same time i i think okay so how do we separate ourselves again and i think we'll figure out a way to separate ourselves oh again. i don't doubt that whatsoever and that was gonna be my last question to you about uh the football portion of this is uh <laughs> how much is uh, coach beeman going to use this five and five finish and getting knocked out in the first round of the play i wish I, we were on camera right now so people could see your face you've got this wry smile on your face right now 
He's going to use this uh, in the offseason leading into next year, isn't he? Without a doubt. Yeah. I don't even think it's even up for debate. I think right now he's already <laughs> just made it up. He's like, man, make sure you're doing what you need to do in the weight room. Make sure they're getting after it. And if they're not, you let me know. Which, I mean, luckily for us, that's not a problem. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they do what they're supposed to do. And we're doing some different stuff. And, you know, the year I was away, I didn't do weightlifting, but I got better. So, I was like, uh, you know, let's put them through this. So, we're just going to try to, at the end of the day, work them harder, trying to be a little different in the way we approach things. And, and I think uh, – I think it'll work out. Yeah. Like I said, if, if folks could see your little wry smile that you have on your face right now, we both know Coach Beeman so much. I mean, this is unacceptable. I mean, I, I know him well enough to know that this is not Parrot Academy. And even though there are a lot of programs out there that would be happy to have made it to the playoffs and, you know, to have a couple of 70-point wins under their belt, you know, this year the way that you guys did. Okay. We've got about 10. We may go a couple minutes to the second hour. Are you good with that? I'm fine with that. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. Like I said, i got a ton of stuff I want to talk to you about. And one of your passions, people who know you know, you're a big NASCAR guy. Yes, you're sir. a huge – how many races did you, did you and your, your uh, lady go to this year? We, to? we did a 600 at Richmond, and then we did just in Martinsville. We only did three this year. Really? Okay. Yeah, not that much this year. Okay. You going with uh, Paul and I to North Wilkesboro next year? I think we got to make that one happen, so I think so. Dude. You know that's my home track. I do. Yeah. I, do. I mean, I grew up 10 miles from North Wilkesboro Speedway, and uh, I'm not going to lie to you. And you and I are big sports fans, and I can be honest with you and, and our audience, too. Dude, got a little tear in my eye, man. Uh, when I got a little, I got a little emotional when uh, the All-Star race itself got underway. Maybe we were there for, you know, a couple of days before that, too, and saw the truck race and other things, too. But, uh, man, I'm telling you. Just watching the beginning of that race and sitting the last, I was at the very last race, okay, uh, back in 96 and set like two, not even, uh, I was about to say two sections over. It wasn't, it was like one section over, two rows higher than I was last time. I actually went and visited the seat that I wow. watched the very last race and I took a picture of me there, of course. And then uh, the, when Paul and I went, it just, it was very emotional. It yes, was sir. very emotional. And, uh, just to know what that race means to the folks in Wilkes County. And it was such an, and it, not just that it meant so much as a race fan, but it was an economic driver too, obviously. And uh, just, uh, man, just to have it back, dude, you got to go with us this coming year, man. Well, we can probably pencil us in. We'll probably be there. <laughs> Paul, I hope you're listening, man. That's going to be awesome. I, I can't wait, man. That's going to be awesome. But uh, the NASCAR finish this year, uh, you know, you know me. I'm a Ford guy, you know, you see what sits out there in my carport and I've, uh, I've been a Ford guy my entire life. Uh, it was, it was very sweet to me that all three series this year ended up with Ford champions. Ford, yeah. I mean, I, when's the last time Chevy did that? I want to know <laughs> has Toyota ever done that, but I just want to get Just like, give me your assessment of this 23 NASCAR season. Um, uh, well, Ford went back to back in cup too. So let's, yeah. let's and Penske obviously having both. Uh, but you know, for me, Ryan Blaney's Bubba Wallace's best friend and I'm a Bubba Wallace fan. And so yeah. I'm, I'm happy for that. Like, I think that's awesome. I think it's, uh, anytime Hendrick Motorsports isn't winning, I think things are better. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I thought it was a good year. I thought, uh, the racing has probably gotten a little bit more difficult. I think it's harder to pass with these cars. I think, uh, you just never know. Uh, some some weeks it might be a, it might be a tire problem. Some weeks it might be, you know, just a. It, you just never know with this car. I don't think they've quite figured it out yeah. yet. And I think it's uh, it makes for entertaining racing. And I think it makes for, you know, it's not as boring as people think. That's what everybody tells me. Like you watch cars just run around in a circle for four hours. I'm like, it's not that. I was like, it's a little bit more entertaining than that. Especially I think with this car, it makes makes it more entertaining because the same person is not winning five or six races a year. When I say that, William Byron won like five. So, <laughs> um, but at the same time, like there were a couple of those races that he had to kind of grind out and get it done. And, and I think it makes the, the sport more entertaining. And I think uh, sport's in a pretty good place going forward. I think it's uh, really gaining some traction. I really do. Bubba. You brought him up. That's Scott's favorite driver too. I mean, we there's a lot of Bubba love in this house. Okay. Uh, and he really is. I think he, you were talking about uh, the sport itself trending up. I think Bubba Wallace is trending up. Uh, he, he's got the skill. He's obviously got the talent to do it. What do you think his uh, – what, what is his ceiling? Can he win a championship? I think if you had asked me for this year, I would have probably said no. Okay. But I think he finished top ten in points this year. I think he's obviously got the equipment behind him, which helps. And you got Michael Jordan behind you. So either you, you have to get it done or you just you won't be there. 
Um, and I think I think it's a possibility. You know, I think he had a pretty good showing in the playoffs. I think if he doesn't have a bad Talladega race, he might even make it to the round eight. You know, and I think even as he qualified into the playoffs, I don't think there was many not top ten starts for him. Now, that doesn't always equate to top ten finishes, but, you know, just like I know, once you're out of it, is it really the same? It might not. I mean, but there again, I don't know. You know, I don't, I've never driven a race car. I don't know how that works. But uh, I think it's a possibility. I mean, I wouldn't say it's, you know, minus anything as far as odds, but I think it's it's a possibility. And, and But there again, it only ends the way it wants to for one person. So, so you just never know. Things just have to break right. But I think it's a possibility to get to a championship for. I think it's a possibility. Obviously, Ryan Blaney won the championship, and all hail him. He deserves it. Again, blue oval guy, so you know I'm a big fan of that. But in your opinion right now, if you were to rank the top three drivers in NASCAR right now, who are they? One, one, two, three, right now. It, right, I, as of November 9th, 2023, who are they? I hate to say it. It's not Ryan Blaney. Yeah, I know. I, I agree like with him. you. I like him, but he's yeah. not. Uh, I mean, I, I know it's not a guy where neither one of us are high on, but Kyle Larson's probably the best driver. Right, I think he's probably the best. It hurts my heart, but you know yeah. what? After seeing what he did in North Wilkesboro. Yeah. He dominated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He dominated. Um, Denny Hamlin's probably two. Really? I think so. Okay. He seems to always get it done no matter what. And there are even some, some times where he races Larson and he beats Larson. Yeah. What was it, Kansas? He put him in the wall. So, I mean, yeah. that's one of those deals. And three, mm. Joey Logano. I would have said Harvick, but he's retiring. Yeah. Um, that bothers me a little bit, dude. It, it, it bothers me. And I'm not saying that you need to stay in a, uh, in a profession or stay in a sport until they're pulling you. You know, if it's basketball, until they're scraping you off the court or baseball when you can't hit anymore and you're embarrassing yourself. But, dude, I'm with you. Kevin Harvick is a heck of a driver. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely in the top ten, definitely, yeah, and yeah, probably yeah. top five. Yeah. He always why seems to get the most why retire when you're still that productive, dude? It might. I mean, he is a little. He is older. Yeah. Um, maybe it's his family. Maybe he's just ready to get out. You know, he he was the only guy racing when Earnhardt was alive. Yeah. He's the only one left. And, well, he took over. For he Earnhardt. took over and won yeah. the next week, which is you know storybook yeah. stuff. But uh, I it, I guess if we're looking at three, I'd say it'd either be between Logano and Bush probably. And go. Kyle Bush always gets the most out of what You know, I'm going to clip so. that. You know, you know, you and I are good friends with Paul. Obviously, I'm going to. He hates Logano. <laughs> I know he I, does. <laughs> I'm going to clip this and uh, send it to uh, Paul. So uh, I like that. Uh, last question about NASCAR: uh, If you, you know, somehow, you know, you win the lottery, and you know, you're like, you know what? I want to own a NASCAR team, and you can hire any driver, one driver to be your driver. I mean, and I'm, I'm including everything. I mean, it, you can put your fandom into it. You can put this guy is the best driver. I think that's who I want. Who does Clay Harrell hire as his uh, NASCAR driver? Mm. Man, I know. My like I said, factor everything into it. I mean. I, I feel like my answer would be Bubba Wallace, but I, I also want to make, you know, I want to also I dominate. So why wouldn't yeah. I just. Oh. See, I can't stand Larson. Ugh. Don't don't even say Larson. I know that's probably where you're leaning, but he is. He's a heck of a driver. I just, I'd go with Hamlin, and we'll just call it a day. There you go, Denny yeah. Hamlin. I like it. Driving for uh, Clay Harrell Motorsports. Yep. How's that? Yeah, and I'll give him whatever we need. Oh, dude, I've already. <laughs> if I ever win the big lot, I mean, I'm talking about like the 1.2 billion dollar lottery, dude. Don't think there's not going to be a Brian Hanks Motorsports. Okay, yeah, I understand. I mean, I think one thing we've talked about always is just buying a, <laughs> a, a, a just a Winnebago and driving from Daytona to every race every Sunday. We've talked about, dude. It. I want to own a team. No, <laughs> we're talking real money. We're not talking, you know, uh, winning a five million dollar. I'm talking about yeah. like the 1.2 billion with the cash payout of 800 million, and yeah. you've got 800 million dollars of disposable income. You can't buy an NFL team for that. You can't no. buy a Major League Baseball team for that. You could buy a NASCAR team, yeah, and within a couple of years, have you know have the top equipment, dude. I'm a Ford guy, you know. I would have the best, uh, you know, Mustangs and all that. Okay, okay. Hey, I want to play this game with you. Oh, real quick though, I do want to tell you this. Leo Lockhart's listening. You know, Leo, uh, just one of the greatest officials of all time. He is, and he wanted responded to something that you said. Is we'll go back to a second. He said it's a trend 
from public school to private. He said the better – now, he sees this. Bear in mind, you know, he calls your games. He calls public school mm-hmm. games, too. I mean, he's everywhere. Yes. But this is what he says. It's a trend from public school to private. The better athletes are going to private schools now. And then he made a point of making it a sentence all by itself in every sport. Yep. You just came back from uh, the public school realm. You're back in private school. Do you agree with Leo? I, I definitely think he's right because uh, Greenfield brought in a kid named Tyler Barnes, who's a guard, who's a really good player. He'll play college basketball next year. Um, but he's a 4.0 student. And wow. he was he's torn his ACL and he's been he's a great kid from every all accounts. He's the greatest type of kid you could ever see. He's at Rocky Mountain. Rocky Mountain's got a fantastic high school basketball coach. Matter of fact, I don't think he's not made the playoffs in his entire career. So wow. obviously he's good. And 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 Tyler wanted to go to private school. And yeah. why wouldn't you? And you got a four GPA and you can go to Greenfield and you can better yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's not even an athletic thing. It's just like, okay, I can go just be a better student and on top of that competition is what it is i mean nowadays you can play about who you want to play you know but i think that there's an academic piece and there's a thing that that, that you're trying to push yourself especially kids like him uh they're trying to become a better student and more well-rounded uh, kid and i think private school is just a better a fit for for that idea it's not no, it's not for well, everybody it's some not. private schools yeah. let me say that because i mean i think of and i guess i got nothing to lose anymore i can't like really piss him off up in raleigh anymore I don't really consider Word of God an no. academic institution. No. 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 <laughs> you don't have to say that's Brian Hanks saying that. That's not Clay Harrell saying that. But I don't consider you know Word of God and these just basketball factories. And that was the thing that really depressed me the most about being part of the Holiday Invitation. Tell you what, well, let's put a pin in that, and we'll come right back to it because we need to wrap up our first hour. I got you for a few minutes to the yes, second sir. hour. Thank you, uh, Clay Harrell, uh, joining us here on the Brian Hanks Show. He will be uh, part of our second hour too for a little bit there, and we'll also be talking to Jason Bryant, who, by the way, is listening and said. Uh, Hey, talk to Clay as long as you want. No hard feelings this way. Call me when you're ready. So he's enjoying it too. Listen, that'll be coming up in hour two of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.